Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So another guy on TV that might do the reverse and get back into coaching is Rex Ryan, who's getting defensive coordinator interviews. The Dallas Cowboys, after Dan Quinn left for the commander's job, uh, of course, uh, that defensive coordinator job is open, and he he interviewed for that. So this is yeah. the first time in a while that he's been in this this interview cycle stuff. So what was interesting is that you know Bart Scott, working with Bart, used to tell me that they used to meet like together as a defense, and you would love to be around Rex when he's talking defense and he's calling defenses and he was really aggressive and he was all about, you know, getting after the other team and, and doing it with like high energy, that kind of thing. Yeah. I just, I would just wonder how long that relationship could, could last between Mike McCarthy, Rex Ryan and Jerry Jones. That, <laughs> that would be a very interesting threesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rex is one of those guys that if you bring him in, you have to understand that that's probably a shiv spot situation. He wants to be a head coach again. He has made no bones about that. If he is taking a defensive coordinator job, that means that he's got his sights on becoming a head coach once again, especially if you're going to a place where a guy was already on a hot seat and then Rex is just sitting there. And if he turns that defense around or whatever, it gets him playing great. And then he's doing his press conferences and being Rex. I mean, all of a sudden an owner can fall in love with him. And the next thing you know, he's back in the game. Yeah. I can see him back in the game as defense coordinator. I don't know about a head coach. I mean, his uh, experience up there in Buffalo, I don't think it was all that great. Yeah. Um, but I, if you want a volatile, very high-energy guy standing on the sideline calling defenses, that's your guy. That, yeah. that is 100% your guy. Your thought coming in was Patrick Mahomes, right? Yes, because I had been burned twice in the playoffs where I bet on the Bills and then bet on the Ravens and lost. So I, I have to I, – I just couldn't do it again. Uh, I will be rooting for the 49ers. I'd much prefer the 49ers to to win this Super Bowl. But if I bet the game, I would have to bet the Chiefs. And it, it's just because of that guy. That's it. Well, and Andy Reid, obviously. But I just, I just cannot see him now with all this experience that he's had in Super Bowls and the run that they have had as the underdog and the and the the uh, the road wins. I just don't see him playing a bad game. And and this 49ers defense, maybe they show up and maybe they're the early season version of themselves that was dominant and dominant last year in this game. But they have not been impressive at all through the postseason. No, they've been run on. Yeah. And one of the things that the Kansas City Chiefs have really worked on the last two years, number one, they rebuilt their defense. And number two, Isaiah Pacheco has been the hammer. And, you know, he has run hard. He's run well. And both the Lions and the Packers really ran well against San Francisco. Sitting with Howie last night at dinner, he was like, 
are Nick Bosa and Chase Young ever going to figure out that there's a wide receiver that is blocking down on them or is going to like, you know, crack, crack back block on them because neither one of them did a very good job against either team in those scenarios. Yeah. And how he said, you know, if that were me out there, the first thing I would do is I would try to take that wide receiver's head off. <laughs> he goes, and then this crap will stop. So like, <laughs> it's from his perspective, right? So I asked J.J. Watt about the same thing. And he goes, you know, Boomer, all I care about is getting sacks. And see, that's the problem. When you play against a guy that's all they're thinking about is getting sacks and getting pressure on the quarterback, their aggressiveness can take them out of a game. And they can take them out of a game by not being aware of who's blocking them and where the block's coming from. Or you can run underneath them because they're coming up so wide thinking that they have to get the sack. 49ers, Brock Purdy's the quarterback. He's been in the headlines because apparently people think he looks like Lee Harvey Oswald, which he kind of does. But as a football player, here's Christian McCaffrey just throwing bouquets at him. He's the leader of this team. Um, Everything starts with him. Uh, He's one of the best players I've ever played with. Uh, And to, to be able to do it just in his second year, I think... You know, what he's done, not just if you look at the numbers, you know, and you you didn't put his name at it, you would you would be in awe. Agreed. I also saw when you look at quarterback stats, isn't it yards per attempt a big one? It's the big one. So So then why do people call him a game manager if he led the NFL in that stat? It's all crap. You know, um, Patrick Mahomes was the game manager in the second half last week against the Baltimore Ravens. They didn't even score any points. True. But he didn't turn the ball over, managing the game, field position game, and all this other crap. Um, You know, this kid is in a very intricate offense. Calling plays is not easy. Getting formations right. Snapping the ball where a guy, you know, is supposed to be when he's in motion and doing all of those little nuanced things. You know, this most of this criticism about being a game manager or a system quarterback comes from people who could never even remotely come close to running the intricate offense that the 49ers have. I'm just telling you that. I know, I know like firsthand. Cam, like Cam Newton, you're saying? He could never run the offense. Yeah. Never. And it is intricate. It is most so many moving parts. Uh, every week is different from Kyle Shanahan. Uh, sure, they got great players around him. But I would say the same thing about Joe Montana. Joe Montana had great players around him had a great coach that designed this West Coast offense that he flourished in. And that's why I said they they very, they compare favorably physically Montana and Brock Purdy. Uh, same type of body, same type of athlete, same type of arm release and pass and catchable balls, and he is extremely accurate. This was Mets GM David Stearns on the, uh, the John Heyman podcast called Foul Territory. That's the name of it. The first one was, are you planning on an extension for Pete Alonzo? And here's how Stearns answered that question. Pete's a really good player. Um, he's performed on a big stage here for a long time. Uh, I know that. We all know that. I know how important he is to our fan base. Yeah, I think what where we are right now, where Pete is, is is we're gonna uh, everyone's gonna focus on this year, and then next year at the end of twenty four, Stern says, then we'll take a look. Best thing for us is is for Pete to have a great year. The best thing for Pete is for Pete to have a great year, and and then we'll go forward from there. Um, but we're certainly you know we're we're certainly invested in trying to keep Pete a Met. Um, you know what? I'm hopeful okay. that that over time we'll be able to work that out. The other thing too, we were talking about this is when he came in, one of the first things he talked about was how he, meaning Stearns, lifelong Met fan as a kid, I think also Met fans heard that and thought, he's going to lock this thing up. 
Yeah, I, I know that that has been the consensus from the Met fan. But the longer that this goes, the the more right. dicey that it is. You know, who knows what's going to happen this season? But when you're not under contract, you haven't even gotten an offer yet. And I mean, the Aaron Judge, Brian Cashman, Yankees thing was was the the template for this. And he was pissed. How about this? The template is don't give him a contract offer and let him play out his season. And if he lives up to all the expectations and leads this team that nobody is expecting to go to the playoffs, then give him the money. Remember, you know, uh, Aaron Judge had that great year. And and uh, that's why basically the contract almost doubled from where it was at the beginning. And you remember the reason he got ticked off was because the Yankees leaked that contract. It wasn't even leaked. It was Brian Cash just flat out said it yeah. in a yeah, press yeah. conference before opening day. Yeah. All right. So and, and that was more annoying to Aaron Judge than anything else. Yeah. And he was pissed. And he was so pissed that he it's But I did it there. All right. So everybody was pissed at that moment. Right now, everybody's happy.